0: Welcome to the Selling Pod with me, Dave Selling and I always say I'm excited about you. But look, it's Laura Perrins again. And Laura, I, I-, I think. I don't want to be rude and say I'm surprised by the popularity (laughs) of our podcast because actually I think there are very good reasons why people like it but you'd be amazed. I have been getting so many letters from particularly saying how much they this is like has been their gateway drug to to Delling Pods generally. Oh good. And and, no absolutely And, and it makes me realize that well, are women quite shallow? <laughs> are they as shallow as men in their way? Do they do they have to have a, a, a female presence in order to make things like to help them along to hold their hand?
1: Well, I do. I mean, because conservative women don't like to play identity politics. I do think it makes a difference, though. I have noticed in like the U.S. conservative scene, they don't have enough female. You know, in, they don't interview enough women, I think. But I I watch the, the Daily Wire a lot, and I love Michael Knowles. I actually don't watch Ben Shapiro that much, but he I started with him. It's
0: kind of annoying, isn't he? He is yeah, a bit. Look, he, he's just a bit he, annoying.
1: He's a mega star, but actually, yeah, his voice is um, not. It, it can be hard to listen to. But Michael Knowles, I really like because he's also Catholic. So you, so he he does both, and he's really pretty to look at. So he's beautiful to watch. Um, tell you what. They, they are getting Candace Owens now I think that she'll be their first female um yeah interviewer so it I mean Molly Hemingway is great at the Federalist I, I I emailed and said they should get her as well you you know it is it is it is good to have a mix
0: oh listen don't get me wrong I totally love I totally love conservative girls I, I conservative women yes it, it, it's the, the ones you mentioned I just yeah. fantastic and, they, and 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 it's just and also you're nice to look at and and, and you're different and so I'm, I'm not sort of really really having a go at the idea that that you need a woman on board to get the, the, the women audience in I think that's absolutely fine I'm very very happy um yeah. so I this morning I was reading I'm sorry well, to say this Laura I, I read your piece in the Daily Mail
1: yeah
0: and I'm just wondering, do do you find that you when you're writing for the male, and, and mm-hmm. I can say that this is the case with me as well, you slightly rein yourself in. You, you slightly sort of make yourself a bit more moderate. I mean, you're quite feisty on conservative woman and on podcasts. did you Did you rein yourself in?
1: Well, I think it's interesting with male because a lot of the time you're actually trying to rein them in. They, you know, sometimes they come to you with an idea, and they're like, "We want you to, you know, say this and say that." And because they're the male, you're a bit like, mm, you know, "I'm not going to go that." You know, it, I just genuinely don't agree with that position, so I'm not going to go there for this piece. And I don't mind telling the the, the viewers and a lot. My pieces are ghostwritten for the male, so you talk to somebody and he writes it up for oh, you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't Ooh, nice, have even had time nice to work. do it in my defense. So um i didn't even get the paper yesterday so i have no idea where it was obviously i've read it online and i no, they get, you have you have to approve it and, and all of that sure um so i think their position was we really really oppose passports but we do not want to get sucked into anti-vax in general that's and so this I, is what i thought yes this is what and I, my, this is my, my position is you know um whatever happens we your first step is you must oppose any kind of compulsory vaccine passports papers please because no matter what your position is on the vaccine after that you know if you're made to have it you're you're doomed right or if they're going to make your life difficult if you uh, if you don't want to have it then you are you're in you're in deep trouble so um so, you know, it's that thing. If you go for complete purity and ideological purity all the time, especially when it's not your publication, obviously obviously, in the, on the website, we, we tell it as it is. Um, then, uh, what was I going to say? Then you're going to be compromised. I mean, the thing is, yes. you, do, you know, all my children do have vaccines and, and, and things like that. And, I, and I'm definitely flip-flopping on this current vaccine, which we can talk about if you want. I think um, we should.
0: We had this yeah. conversation yesterday when, yeah. when so yesterday at the time of recording uh yesterday was when the the yes. government announced that they were I hate that phrase rolling out but it's sort mm. of rolling out this vaccine that they'd bought from Pfizer mm-hmm. and you you actually uncharacteristically I thought because I like to think of you as a kind of you know you fight with your teeth and you go for raw meat basically you're one of me You're like me. And I I love that in you. But I thought that you surrendered the past slightly. You were making noises about you seem to be sharing the excitement of. uh, Yeah, I mean, uh, just uh, to the eternal discredit, I'm afraid of Julia Hartley Brewer, who was pushing this line on her show as well. Like, yippee, it's all over. We've got the vaccine. It's going to be great. And I was I was like, oh, my God, this vaccine has been rushed through. It's potentially dangerous. Yeah. and you were saying, you were saying, no, I'm okay actually, because I've got a friend and, <laughs> and a friend in, in in the vaccine industry yeah. who's been telling me that it's okay. And I was thinking, Laura, what possible reason could your friend in the vaccine industry have for saying that the vaccines are all going to be okay? And it, before you, uh, I give you a chance to defend yourself. Yeah. It reminds me of a conversation I had. Do you remember Telegraph? Blogs. Telegraph went through a brief period uh, of, yeah. of, of kind of uh, mail conservative. The mail, well, yeah. The male the male copper telegraph. Blog. The Telegraph blogs for a period were absolutely fantastic. They were very robust. They had some very feisty right wing voices like my own. I mean, this is it, it, this is when I started to spread my wings and realised that actually okay. this was the future. And I remember I was writing a lot about you know the the, the whole environmental scam and about. Global warming being bollocks, and uh, that was where I broke the the climate gate story. So it was my biggest biggest scoop. Yeah, and I remember the the blogs editor, D- Damien Thompson, taking me aside, uh, and he's saying, "Jamie, he used to, he used to call me Jamie. Um, Jamie, I've spoken to a friend about who knows about climate change, and he, and he says you're wrong." And 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 uh, um, and I was thinking yeah Damien so you've got a friend in this massive industry which has been pushing this complete lie and I'm supposed to go oh well if your mate says so uh, who am I to... <laughs> and it's a bit like that I just don't believe that these vaccines are are safe so tell me why you think they are
1: okay right well this is this is the pitch okay now yeah the first thing, now I've done like a 360 sort of twice in the last right. 48 hours because, okay. you know, you're. I'm genuinely, I don't want to, you know, push a preconceived line. You, you're just working with the information you have. I mean, at, the first thing James is to say is that although in the first, blo- you know, podcast we said how you should never really trust uh, politicians, don't give them the benefit of the doubt, et cetera, et cetera. See Long me nodding. That, yeah, when it comes to a a, a story like this, you know, I do want it to be over James you know part of me surely we all want it over and that we don't want these nefarious influences everywhere okay and I and and C.S. Lewis C.S. Lewis wrote about this and you see I don't want to be on the right the way you know the way the people on the left see racism and white supremacy everywhere right they think ill of everybody and there's always a problem and you're like Guys, you, you need to chill, you know? I mean, you have a supply and demand problem. It's like you want there to be racists, okay? And C.S. Lewis talked about this. It. It's like if you read a news story and it's terrible and then you find out that actually that news story was wrong and that it, it, it's a good story. If you're a little bit sad about that, right, you should, you should think long and hard about yourself, okay? So I, I want it. I, w- I want the vaccine. I, I want it to be safe and I want it to be over. OK, so part of you wants that. Now, on the other hand, before I the night before, I was thinking I did a little bit of research on vaccines and on the who, as we know, and from the horse's mouth, the World Economic Forum, who are obviously a problem. They are, they they themselves admit it's 10 years, 10 years to get a vaccine. OK, from whatever R&D to the to the finish line. So as I say, as I texted to you, I'm like, well, so this is something, if they're able to turn this around in, what, nine months, that's never been achieved before in human history. It's what they're saying is that this is a miracle potion. It's what has happened is a miracle. Now, I believe in miracles if there's divine intervention.
0: Okay. Oh, well, by the way, yes, you're bouncing up and down. Uh, I, I, are you moving your, it's going to give people epilepsy.
1: Oh, OK, I'll,
0: so get, it, is uh, your yeah, screen so doing so Yes.
1: On my, on my, wait a second then let me guess. <laughs> Hang on, i have to change my... Uh, I get my... It's, it's
0: great. I've uh, got somebody even less technical than me. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's like got we've got the same brain and it's not a... it's not a technical brain. <laughs> let me...
1: let me do that. Um, so... Uh, I think I we've got pull, girl brains. So slow there, ...as long as that's not too dark. So, um, That's fine. yeah, so, I, so they're basically saying, you know, this is, this is a miracle potion, right? Please take my miracle potion for uh, an illness that will not affect you badly, okay? So this is my negative thing. So I'm thinking, well, why would I take a miracle potion for an illness that is, is, go- is, is not going to affect me anyway? So that would certainly be my, I'm not taking this vaccine position. And the other half of me is... I want it to be over, you know? Um, okay. Um, without Can dealing... I
0: just address your first point? Yeah. What you're saying, what you're really saying, Laura, is that you don't want Tinkerbell to die because no, she's such a sweet Tinkerbell little fairy with her little wand that she yeah. pluses around yeah. and you'll do. And you know that if you say you don't believe in fairies, Tinkerbell gets it. And that's, yeah. It's noble. If Tinkerbell actually existed, that would indeed be a a, a desirable thing. But she doesn't exist. Tinkerbell never existed. So if you say you don't believe in fairies, Tinkerbell's not going to die. She never lived anyway. She was only in Peter Pan, which was fiction written by J.M. Barry. I'm sorry to break it, but there it is. Yeah. And the second thing is, sorry, um, I think your second instinct is right. Have you seen the written by Mike Yeadon?
1: Yes. Yeah, now, definitely.
0: what do you think about that? I mean, given that Mike Yeadon was was head of the very de- department yeah. at, at Pfizer, the I company know. that's rolling out this vaccine, he was the head of their respiratory infections department, and he's written this this letter with yeah. a German uh, doctor called Wolfgang. Wolfgang Wodarg, yeah. I imagine is how you pronounce it, who was a physician and epidemiologist, and he points out. I'm he in. points out in <laughs> interalia, he says uh, he's worried about that the studies that show show that uh, the formation of so-called non-neutralizing antibodies can lead to an exaggerated immune reaction especially when the test person is confronted with the real wild virus after vaccination. Now, I talked to one of your compatriots, um, Dolores Cahill, earlier Uh, in the year about this very thing. There had been cases of, I think it was possibly U.S. military who'd been given a, a flu vaccine and had been particularly susceptible they they'd actually got worse symptoms i mean serious symptoms worse than they would have had had Mm -hmm. their natural immune system just been left to deal with the problem so this is a particular worry for those of us who've already had the virus that it can trigger a hyperimmune response so and, and yet matt hancock is saying no it doesn't matter you know he was asked about this yesterday doesn't matter you know absolutely oblivious to this to this issue I, I won't read it all out, but there's the the worries about um infertility yeah, in no, that, that's vaccinated catchy, women. It,
1: it, that, the infertility thing is what caught my eye because,
0: because I, you're a woman.
1: Well, yeah, not yes. That's the first thing, and it was very specific in that it stopped. It might stop placenta from forming, and the thing is, also, how would they know that in terms of? You know, say it did cause. Say it did, and I, you know, I don't know. It did cause infertility in fertile women. It it mightn't cause it to such a degree and to such an extent that they would able be able to trace it back to the virus, right? Because infertility problems for lots of different reasons are so widespread in the West. So, th- so that's a real concern, and it's also a concern because I did hear it mentioned by someone who I would consider consider a bit of a conspiracy theorist. But, you know, when you, see, when you see one person mention it and then another person in a completely different field and is actually an expert in it, yeah, th- then, then I'm very sad. Then I'm, I'm, I'm like Bambi's been shot. And I'm, I'm very sad to hear that.
0: Bambi, is- Bambi's mummy has certainly been shot. I tell you yeah. that. Definitely. She's, she's a goner. She's yeah. venison. There it is. Uh, just on that, on that point you made about declining fertility, here's a, here's a thought experiment. Imagine if
1: yeah.
0: The billions, if not trillions, of pounds and dollars and euros which have been wasted on this on this scamdemic. Imagine if instead this money had gone into persuading people to have better diets, to yeah. look after their health better. Not coercive, not, not sort of taxes on not sugar taxes and stuff. Yeah. But educating people. Encouraging them to, you know uh, Because I think I'm, I'm totally with um, with Ivor Cummins on this I think that the that a lot of the diseases of civilization of Western of modern civilization are actually Traceable to what people eat and how they look after themselves. Yeah, and we could I, I think fertility problems would be reduced I think people's uh, susceptibility to cancer and and diabetes and all manner of things would be reduced and we've just blown all this money to no effect i mean we do you not think that that the whole trajectory of government policy since since february march has been essentially nothing will work until we get the vaccine you know don't use hydroxychloroquine oh yeah uh, don't use don't use zinc don't use vitamin vitamin d3 um just just We'll keep shutting down the economy and keep you masked, keep you muzzled until the vaccine. Isn't that in itself sinister?
1: Yeah, well, if, again, we are to put on our very critical sinister hats and you want to play around, what are the real motives? And, you know, we this is just, let's say, educated, you know, uh, kind of not guessing, but thinking as we're entitled to do. You know, so you could say, okay, it's ultimately for complete authoritarian control. That's their end game to keep the restrictions on. I am thinking maybe not on that. Again, partly because I don't want to think it. Um, And then so then you think, well, maybe the vaccine. Well, there was two theories I gave you, wasn't it? So maybe the, the vaccine was the end goal. So why do they want the vaccine to be? It could be just money, right, that somebody somewhere wants to make a lot of money it could be that it could cause people problems, and fertility would tie. Remember that the fertility thing would tie into the green. So that again is a concern because they oh, think yeah. there's too many people, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this, if you want, you know, depending on how many. Oh,
0: I like yeah. that particular rabbit hole. Good one. Well done, Laura.
1: Yeah. So that that that's why a lot of alarm bells are going off. Yeah. For me. Um, or, or the other thing, is, as I said to you, could be just that, look, they wanted to get rid of Trump and they used this slightly more serious seasonal flu to say um, we want postal votes. This is the easiest way to do it. And, and the other Western oh. countries went into it. And, and this was the overall aim. Get rid of Trump. And now everybody else in Europe is saying, "Okay, guys, you've you've got your way. Um, Our economy is on fire now. We want to end this. We want to end this. Can you please give us the vaccine? And the vaccine actually is safe. And it's fine. But they got rid of Trump.
0: Laura, you have you you have segued effortlessly uh, into the topic that the other the other main the the only other issue in the world that counts right, right now. Yeah. Which is this extraordinary phenomenon of where we're being gaslit in to imagining that there hasn't been the most epic fraud in the history of u.s elections i mean i think you'll agree with me there is so much evidence now of fraud in any number of ways ranging from old-fashioned ballot stuffing yeah just 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 some of these some of these ballots have turned into the the the, the voting voting stations and they've been xeroxed and they've just got got Biden's name on it I mean it's they haven't even they haven't even made an effort to make these things look realistic and these are these are passed by by vote counters who are not being observed by Republican um, observers because the Republican observers are kicked out in the middle of the night you know you've got you've got the even even more shocking story I think that the Dominion voting machines are actually programmed to convert votes for Trump into votes for Biden. I mean, they're, 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 these machines were designed to swing elections and, that, and, and there's lots of precedent in this in countries. That they were originally devised in Venezuela uh, to help Chavez win, to ensure that Chavez won. Now, um, I think that this is a story which makes Watergate look like the teddy bear's picnic. I mean, it is absolutely... it is. And it's a globalist plot because we know that there's been, I think, what, 400 million dollars uh, uh, injected from a company connected with China. Um, mm. we, we know that this is that Lord Malik Brown uh, is connected with this George Soros. So the, all the kind of the rogues gallery of left have been involved in rigging this election. And in the UK, our media has been going, no, no. And here is President President-elect yeah. Biden's new cabinet, and this yeah, is yeah. what President-elect Biden is going to do. And you haven't just got this in the Daily Mirror, left-wing newspaper, mm. but you've got it in the Daily Mail, in in the Telegraph. You've got people like Andrew Neil, who we sort of thought for a time was a no, conservative. No, like I don't think happening. he is actually. Not
1: no. He's, he's never a huge it, fan.
0: Almost every day, Andrew yeah. tweets out that this is this is definitely not stolen. No, who who could imagine this was stolen? It's definitely, definitely Biden's election. And I'm thinking, the lady doth protest too much. What? Yeah. Why? Why yeah, are all these people? Right.
1: So yeah, go do some journalism. I know. I think Trump for the conservative establishment of the UK is is the line, right? That they can be. They'll be on our side for pretty, mo- for pretty much everything other than Trump. And in, in, that, in that is Daniel Hannan and Tim Tim Montgomery and, uh, and Andrew Neil, for sure. And look, I, I don't get that hot up about it because I've only got so much energy. You know, I'm, I'm busy stressing about vaccines and lockdowns and what a Christmas presents I'm going to get. So, but I mean, it, it, so this is their test, and they 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 feel that no matter what else they do, they hold on to, to their respectability. If they say this legit, this this election is fine, absolutely fine, and nothing to see here. When yeah, they don't even bother reporting on any of the irregularities, and it's all opinion. Um, and the other thing is, you know. A lot of people probably just want a bit of a quiet life, James. And and defending Trump can be time consuming, and it and it creates energy sure, and. But Laura, surely the not, it's reason not a,
0: that defending, defending them, but
1: yeah.
0: But the reason that defending Trump is, is is time consuming. Yes. Is precisely because of the way he gets reported in the UK media yeah, the, know, the, you, know. you never read a story ever. Yeah. Uh, in in even the conservative newspapers reporting fairly on trump yeah, let yeah. alone positively so you never so he hear, this...
1: yeah you never hear that he's increased the vote amongst black black people and, la- exactly. and Latinos. huge increase right and, and on all the border states as well i think um a big increase on, on with latino votes so when everybody tells him if you take a hard line on the border you take oh my a my god line on the wall.
0: you're freezing
1: oh am i still freezing
0: that was really bad. Then every every golden word you said just then was just like. Uh, okay, uh, I'll say,
1: uh, Yeah, I mean the the thing is they don't even report on what say what the voting was. Okay, so stuff we can agree on. So they won't say, oh well, Trump increases black vote or Trump increases Latin vote. That's that's interesting. You know he held his line on the border and the wall, and all the experts told him he'd be killed in the Latino vote. No. No, nope, he increases he increases vote. With look at
0: Latinos. look at Florida. Florida yeah. Latino vote central. That we were told throughout yes. that he wasn't gonna win Florida. Instead, the yeah. Latinos came out massively for Trump because not least because Florida and Texas, which was the other, other state that he was thought he was gonna lose, were yes. not subject to these dodgy voting machines. They didn't yeah. think that he was gonna the left the reason that the left has been caught out on this is only because they underestimated how many people would come out for Trump on the day. And mm-hmm. what that meant was that when they started looking at the results coming in and realizing that he was on course to win, they had to start cheating more flagrantly and desperately in order to correct yeah. the imbalance of people democratically voting for Trump and, and putting him into the Oval Office again. So they had to, to they, they panicked. And this according to the theory anyway the positive theory on trump uh, i call it positive um yeah. is is why they're going to get found out by the way you said that you haven't got much time to, you know, you've only got so much time to get in, emotionally involved in trump it's my belief you're talking about antidotes trump is the antidote yeah it, unless trump gets back in what we're going to have is we're going to have this kind of globalist medical uh, sort of big pharma establishment. Look at look at the moves that that Biden has made already. Or do you know, I think mask should be compulsory in every state. He's yeah. no he's no friend to our freedoms. No friend to. Oh no, I agree. Trump would be the counter to all this.
1: Oh no, I agree. Look, the British the British media are terrible. As I said, even if you don't want to be pro Trump, why don't you just report some interesting stories, right? Yeah. As I said, on voting patterns. How did the women vote? How did that vote? It's all you know, orange man bad yeah, yeah you know thanks we've heard that for for going and, going and, you know go and give me an actual news story now in my defense of me defending Trump I, I, I had to I went on a big defense on Trump to my parents of all people who now this is how effective the media are so myself and my parents are pretty much actually at one on most things but they really don't like Donald Trump because they watch CNN and when I'm on the phone to them, I can I can literally hear the CNN talking lines and I'm, I'm calling them like I didn't call to, to know what CNN said. I know what they said because I've, I've seen it in Michael Knowles' podcast, might I add. Um, and it's so effective, though. It's so effective. So anyway, I, I did do a big defense of, of, of the Donald. I was like, I love him. I love his hair. I love the tan. I love the tie. And they're like, no, no. And I'm, I'm just like, don't you know, try and manipulate me into not sort of defending someone. So I will if it's necessary, but, you know, there's, there's only so much you can do. But, I mean, it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, I, yeah, look, it will be bad if, if he does definitely lose. And, and I mean, for, okay, so this is a story they could cover, because his, is it the equivalent of the fair, Foreign Secretary or Secretary of State. He's another pro-war neoliberal um, bombing guy. Have you Do you know well, this? By- time? Yeah,
0: Biden. Oh, what? Biden's sidekick.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It, it was. Do you know what? I've been, I've been a bit, mummy, make the nasty things go away, and, ah. in terms of, in terms yeah, of yeah, Biden's cabinet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it's... I know who you mean.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The very, very suave guy with, you know, the typical, yeah, just typical, typical guy. Be, i mean let's just see let's do the countdown onto the next foreign war. let's just wait and see
0: well, it's, it's interesting isn't off. it that 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 trump trump had tremendous opposition from senior levels of, of the military. I don't know whether we discussed this on the last podcast we did, but for example yeah. mad mad dog mattis mad dog mattis, who i had i had thought at one stage was a kind of cool guy because I think when he was taking the bridge at Fallujah I think it was right. he was one of those he was a bit like Patton he was he was the guy who's striding around with it with his pearl-handled uh pistols um while all the men are taking cover and he's like you know what is this it's uh and, and he's got his hands on his hips and he, and he and he's giving commands and he's fearless and you think yeah this is why this is why America you know is, is, is great but actually no he's just another Another cog in the military industrial complex. Yeah, a lot of a lot of these a lot of these senior senior military figures support the Democrat uh, yeah. Or, or they, the or the GOP swamp uh, Because both those those institutions whatever you want to call them both those variety of alligator Want more foreign wars. They want wars so that you get promotions for the senior military So you get juicy defense contracts and stuff and Trump, quite rightly, has been saying, I don't want to get involved in these wars. They cost blood and treasure. Yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, and yet you never hear this. and You'd never know this from the UK media again. You'd never well, know you that know, he was I the opposite mean, of a warmonger. If,
1: if you think he's, if, if Biden is going to be our next president, can we have some examination on, on yeah all his picks? And not just fawning, you know, aren't they great because the orange man didn't pick them? You know, I mean, the thing yeah. is, you, you, you actually, at the moment, the only pushback is coming, of course, from the hard left, who are seeing some of this, who are seeing that a lot of this. Isn't picks, it
0: interesting? Yeah.
1: You are seeing that a lot of the picks are um, very establishment, military industrial complex, more foreign wars. Um, so this is the thing. Sometimes your enemy enemy is the only one who will tell the truth in terms of what's happening in the perceived centre. Um, you won't get it on the 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 right of center because they're you know, they're in it as much as anybody else so you 'd have to go to places like the Guardian or May- well not really the New York times but a, 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 even something more or less than that to see to really see what the problems with the, this 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 guy is because you're not going to get it from you know the spectator necessarily or or
0: no, no we're interesting we're, you say that i i've published today actually. Yes. In the, in the Australian Spectator, uh, which was the yeah. only branch of the Spectator I yeah. could get it get it published in, which I think speaks volumes. I've written a piece saying where you, like this, this election was stolen. Um, <laughs> Biden did not win it. Um, why is nobody reporting on this stuff? And it was, I, I mean, I am slightly gobsmacked. Look, we've got We've got certain maverick newspapers, let's say. So you've got probably the most conservative, the the, the papers closest to where we are are probably yeah. the Mail on Sunday and the Sunday Telegraph, and also the Mail. Even though I mean it got completely cut um, over over Brexit and has been ghastly for most of the time over coronavirus, yeah, has recently but started becoming very robust. But but, but you know uh, the the Mail on Sunday and the Sunday Telegraph. Why, for example, is neither of those newspapers running a piece by me or by you, saying, "I know that you may not come across this idea, before, but have you considered that Trump might have won this election? Why aren't they running these pieces? I mean, your voice and my voice used to be would have been considered not beyond the pale at one stage in 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 our uh, in our career lifetime, yeah, and now." whether whether it's whether it's climate change or whether it's um the great reset i mean okay wh- have you read anything about the great reset in the papers
1: no it, it's i didn't still,
0: think so it, it's
1: still considered you know i think sort of too too far out there as you said they just don't look at the because they don't want to look at the evidence or they don't even want to think about looking at the you know looking at the evidence look i think I mean, in terms of, you know, generals being brave on the battlefield, uh, I mean, this applies with media as well. You know, people hate being crucified by the mainstream media. There is, that is scarier than being fired at by the Taliban, in a way. If they come at you or if you're a journalist and you, you're suddenly put outside the circle as opposed to inside the circle, people find that yes. quite terrifying you know so i mean i never considered myself inside the circle so it doesn't really matter to me but if you're in the telegraph and you're deep in it and you think you're going to run something that's a bit edgy that will will put you on the far right not not you know some cave dweller on twitter people whose opinion you actually value and suddenly you're considered far right you know that is a terrifying prospect for a lot of people and and this is you know this is this is part of the reason why they're just so so careful you know it, it, you, it takes courage to run those pieces
0: one of the best things that's happened to me in my life laura and i offer this as a tip to anyone i i now do not give a yeah. flying fuck what people in the mainstream establishment think of me i just do not care and occasionally they have a go uh um th- there's been a couple of instances on, on on Twitter recently where um that guy who the the guy who owns Hattrick Productions that that puts out Have I Got News for You I forget his name Cambridge Cambridge graduate okay, from the north, yeah. um whoever he is you know probably got a quite quite a strong Twitter uh, presence. It is J. or someone is it?
1: This isn't
0: no no no, no. oh I no that's like a different it... person I don't. Who is James Felston? Where does he like he's a nobody. Who uh, cares? Never he, heard of him. Yeah. But okay, so um oh what's he called? Anyway, doesn't matter what his name is. This no. this guy once asked, once asked me on Have I got news for you. You know they pay you like 5 grand to go on no! they pay you 5 grand. I and I said I said not interested. Not okay. interested in being your your token right-wing dickhead Ew. to be mocked by your left-wing. Um oh, anyway, so,
1: I would never
0: turn down that amount of money. Never. No, 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 no. Well, you see, the, the integrity is worth more than money. Well, I so won't have to say what he, I want, um, but, You know, he he tried tone policing me on Twitter. You know, he tried yeah, tried yeah, sort yeah, of I, suggesting yeah, that that, I know. And, and and I see this now and again, and I think yeah. I see what your game is, yeah. and I'm not going to play yeah. because you are part of an establishment that I so despise that yeah. it, it is a bit like. Walking along and uh, 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 seeing a dog turd. And suddenly the dog turd says, you are really right wing and evil. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah, but you're a fucking dog turd.
1: I know, I know. I know the how dare yous. I get a lot of that. How yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With a lot of my culture pieces, I get that. How dare you. You're so mean. Okay, so this brings us on to Lawrence Fox having his lunch. Oh, right?
0: oh and, uh, <laughs> yes. Well done. And you know, well when done. everybody
1: gets... And you know that they're getting desperate when they do the hot. I prefer it if they just go, You're an asshole, right? But then they do yes, the yes. but people are but people are dying, Lawrence. Oh, you're so I think it was Brian Moore, you're so selfish. You know that you're you're so selfish. No, you're the one trying to control other people and who they have for lunch. You know, this is what we get back. You you are you are this, this dressing up their sanctimonious garbage right, with um, the how dare yous, and we all have sacrifices to make, and you're just like, oh, give me a break, give me, and it's like, if, if you are more worried about who Lawrence Fox had for lunch, then the fact that, what, 12,000 jobs may go, may go if Arcadia no, goes. No. Right. And the, the, the thousands of jobs that will go in the airline industry and the fact that people are killing themselves over the lockdown, which was there was a latest suicide reported in the Daily Mail. You know, and the fact that new mums, the, the, the postnatal depression rate for new mums has gone up again because of this lockdown. But you never, you know, you don't spend a half an hour of your life tweeting about that. You will tweet about Lawrence Fox's lunch instead. You know, you might as well get a just don't. And then, oh, but that's a lot of battery. And I heard it, it's a, what about what a battery? What, what, what a battery exposes what your motive is. You know, if you are, if you care more about X than you do about the way more important issue Y, then you're just grandstanding. I'm not interested in what you have to say. You know, because, I because agree. It, it's all about them saying, I'm a nice person. I could really get going here. So and what, what these, and this, you get this a lot on the left. If you, you notice they're personalized. Now I'm not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm genuinely not naming anybody. Oh, I will name somebody in a minute.
0: Oh, good. go per- on, go on. Yeah. Their
1: personal lives are a shambles, right? Because yeah. they think that if they want, they want to save the world, for instance, and this gives them lot moral license then to treat their spouse like rubbish. So day to day, if you look at these people, you'll find they probably get in from their hard day's work fighting climate change and are just garbage to their spouse. You know, just in small ways. Because they are... Boris's
0: dad. Boris's dad. Did he like this? What's he called? Dunno. Do you, have well, you not Boris. read the biography?
1: Well, well, I mean Boris himself. What's he called?
0: What's, Boris, what's oh, Boris's I, dad I, called? I don't um,
1: know. I, I, will, um, you know the these people, job. James. I, I don't know them. Oh, oh God.
0: Daddy. Yeah, Daddy. no, it all came out in the, in the biography.
1: Stanley, yeah. Go on. He, went,
0: is... he went, he went, he, he literally did what you described. He went round the world, yeah. saving the world from climate change. Meanwhile, he left his wife stranded and miserable um, yeah. in, in Exmoor without a car. And then he came back one day and broke her nose. Um, wow, that's no. exactly what you described. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. So you get a lot of this, and and I mean, I think a lot of this sounds you, you might have even got it in the old days with conservative Victorian women. They did they were essentially the social security net, right? They did all the the calling and, and and they would genuinely would have done a lot of work in their communities, but like terrible to their kids. Enid Blyton, amazing stories, terrible to her kid, right? She they she was yes. properly neglectful to her. And I actually wrote, um, I actually read because of the new Biography or autobiography uh, by Stein, Steinbeck out, right? He, the Grapes of Wrath and all this, yeah, right. Yes. So he he was really for the little man, really. Uh, you know, he would go out and look at all the the terrible, and it was terrible poverty in the in the depression, very well poor family relations. And I think I, I I read this in Culture Magazine, the Sunday Times. One of the kids, um, he 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 rubbed one of his children's noses in like dog excrement. He was in such a rage or something. Yeah. Who did this? Um, Who? Steinbeck, The Grapes of Wrath. Yeah.
0: A wanker. Yeah, yeah so you
1: you got to be careful about a lot, a lot of it. Well, I mean, look, I think it spreads both left and right. If you feel you are amazing and making huge cultural or societal changes mm. on defending the weaker person, you know you often they 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 treat the little people around them quite poorly you know so you always say uh, i remember saying to my daughter she's really young i'm like you know when and if and when you ever go on a date always check what they're like to the wait staff and if they're if they're rude to the wait staff you never see them again
0: that's a good mother's tip well done
1: yeah 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 well
0: done arrogant, that's really clever
1: yeah. And lofty. You you don't want you just don't want to know them. You don't want to know them. Yeah,
0: that is. Yeah, you do. You want you want them to be kind. Yeah. You want them to have a good sense of humour. I think yeah, those are yeah. almost the most important things, actually.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. this thing think I did Moral Made yesterday for anybody who wants to listen to it. And uh, oh, how was it? Uh, well I thought it was good and it was quite ironic because I was on the opposite side to Melanie Phillips because you know that unfortunately Melanie Phillips is very pro lockdown. We've lo- we lo- uh, y- you know that. She's
0: she's lost it. She's absolutely yeah. jumped the shark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well
1: we will so you know I I I have had lunch at Melanie I know Melanie and you know obviously she's normally uh, on the right side of pretty much everything. Um I think it's because I think she genuinely just again being beneficial she just is genuinely Scared and, and and wants to save the other people. I, I I mean, you know, I think that's it. But I disagree yeah, with her on it. Just right. I
0: think scared is the word.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, look, look
0: I've I've got no respect for people who 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 have a funk. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. but but yeah. but it, while you're while you're cowering and gibbering, the rest of us are going over the top and killing the enemy. You know, yeah. just either
1: she, either put up or shut up. You know, she's gone over the top on on 95 of the big issues. So. But I think and now she's
0: got shell shock.
1: The in, the interesting thing is that we were on the opposite. So she was examined because you know how moral maid works, right? You've got one witness and you're examined. They've got a panel of four and they're split normally left right. So normally you will yeah, be a left winger yeah. examining me, but it was Melanie Phillips and um, oh you know the prosecutor guy. Anyway, I I, I I I don't always say this, but I thought I did well um uh you can re-listen to it if you want it's it's on the on the iPlayer I'm second off so you don't need to it's
0: it, on the BBC yeah it's on the BBC. it's on the BBC you consorted you've basically consorted with the BBC and that I, I'm not sure I should talk to you again
1: uh, okay well
0: that's,
1: <laughs> that's the yeah
0: so, so, so who was the so who was on your side
1: um oh, I, I, you know this is so bad I listen to myself and then I turn myself off yes,
0: I didn't no, listen to the whole absolutely program. right
1: I'm the, I'm, I'm the only one worth listening to tim stanley was the panelist on our side on our side and right. then andrew, andrew doyle was also saying let's so let's have christmas tim stanley let's have christmas i'm let's have christmas but other there had a scientist on and i i don't know who else but the the thing is if because it's moral made just while, while we wrap this subject up because it's linked. You know, they, they get, obviously, I mean, that's fine to get moralistic on the moral maze. And I'm just thinking, um, it's like, you know, you're the good guy for, you're you're a bad person. You might spread the disease if you have Christmas. And I'm thinking, this is what the government wants. And again, so Boris Johnson is giving, is essentially giving me lectures on morality. And we've done him before, right? Boris, <laughs> yes. the flandering abortion paying for I'm I'm on my I'm making my way onto my third wife although I still haven't married her yet even though they have a child together and she's living in Downing Street is now going to give me lectures on the morality of visiting friends or not visiting friends and I'm like you know what I think I'm pretty well positioned to make this decision myself thanks Boris you know you are in no position to get on your moral high horse what a crazy world we live in right? You treat your family like garbage and you think that you can. But because you're saving people from Covid, right, he's probably even worse now because if he thinks he's saving, you know, the whole country from Covid, God knows what he's like. Yeah. Could be, you know. Could be. So yeah. be, be, be wary. Be wary of the great crusader because on a micro level. I tell you what. Rubbish.
0: If he comes if he comes cruising around my neck of the woods and tries to pull me, I'm gonna say no, because I can see he's a he's a loose man. His morals are loose. Yeah. So he's not having my bottom, I tell you. Yeah,
1: yeah, not no, So but, I mean yeah. it's just it's the same thing on Twitter, right? Is a lot it's all moral grandstanding and and uh, everybody's trying to say, who, who's the nicer person. But this is why the left are often very effective, because for the right, they have managed to demonise the right, not just as having bad policies, but being bad people. And that's why we've always been at a disadvantage.
0: Absolutely right. Can I talk to you about another of my bugbears, which I'm sure you'll share with me? Yeah. Which is this, this phenomenon whereby commentators who really should know better act as the useful idiots of of government government's draconian policy authoritarian policy for example yeah. uh there have been certain columnists and I'll, I'll name no names i think they're of the female variety writing pieces about i'm i'm really quite glad that christmas is being banned this year i really don't like the hassle of having relatives around and and, and, and yeah. uh and you're thinking this is a piece that should never have been written. It's completely unconscionable. You are turning a, a it's it's a bit like in sort of a, it's a bit like sort of a, some columnist in in Nazi Germany saying, "Well, there is an upside to the Jews being killed. At least we have more, more you know uh, at least now we can we can we can uh, get jobs in banking, whereas before we couldn't, or something like that. you know, it's it's yeah. like, making light of something which should never be made light of because it's really, really, really serious and bad. Yeah, yeah. uh, And I I don't...
1: I think, uh, look, every year, every year The Guardian will run some ridiculously laughable piece on... You know, I'm not rapping the presents anymore. Women do too much rapping and, you know, or, or, you know, I can't believe that San, it's typical that Father Christmas is a man, you do all the work and he gets all the, you know, he gets all the credit and they always run one of these pieces. But as we said, as I said before, you know, a lot of this is giving coverage to, as I said, the narcissist and the Grinches that hey, Christmas anyway. And, and I mean, it's one thing to actually be honest about it and say, listen, this actually suits me. You know, I'm happy. I'm happy not to have to do yeah. that much work. But then when you get people like, you know, Pierce Morgan or whatever saying uh, uh, nobody should do it. And again, dressing up your essentially grinch Grinchdom um, and, and narcissism and spoiling everybody else's fun with, as I said, you know, self-righteousness, That um, that's just a lie. And there are a lot of people out there, as I said, who, who, look, you get this a lot on the left, right? They just like to crush other people's joy. So say you're, you, they see a great work of art, oh, but it's, what, it's by a straight white man. So you can't enjoy the beauty of that, that work of art anymore. So they destroy that little piece of joy. Or again, they do with Thanksgiving and Christmas all the time, oh, you know, Thanksgiving, why are we ce- celebrating the genocide? Why are we celebrating the killing of the Indians? So let's crush that joy. Don't celebrate it at all. Let's crush that joy as well. You know, or, um, you know, you're, I mean, the, the, whole, the whole point now of this, what is it, woke them, is to crush any pride or joy we have in our entire cultural heritage. So how very dare you be proud of the fact that you, you know, uh, Churchill say, and, and, and Britain saved Europe from the Nazis? How very, don't, didn't you know he was a racist? So they pick, you know, and we're not just talking about respectable historical criticism here, which is fine, you know, that, that's fine. But um, they, they have been on a downer basically, right? They have been crushing joy in small things for 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 years now so you shouldn't be surprised yes. that they're now trying to crush all the joy out of christmas you know oh if you have your and not only are you being consumerist but you're going to kill your granny as well
0: this is what they do yes but i think we we ought to make a distinction here we expect this as you say it was the guardian's annual piece yeah and it's oh, fine mean- it's what the guardian does i'm i'm thinking very specifically about people on our side of the argument who yeah. really ought to be fighting tooth and nail for freedoms and are then conceding the past by pretending that this is just a ha ha, ha. i mean the, you you see this a lot in the telegraph the telegraph did a did a news report on on what's how sage tells us we should be spending our christmas and then it had a, had a, a list of sage recommendations and yeah. one of them was i remember seat grandma yeah. near an open window so that she can get yeah, you know, you
1: know,
0: so the, the fresh air can and you're yeah. thinking hang on a second isn't she more likely to catch a chill yeah and die that way than she is of, of catching coronavirus from a slightly less or more ventilated room and what bothered me about this was was that this was not satire. the telegraph was not no, no. was not saying oh. look at this ridiculous
1: yeah that's the kind of thing i if... mean Look, look, what can you, well, I I can't, I can't defend them. You know, I mean, I guess they just, they just, it's either that they just want copy or someone has said to somebody, listen, I'll pay, pay you if you, if you, if you write this. Okay. I mean, Okay, Gates
0: did. Yeah. He gave I mean, them $3 million.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. So that, that, there's your answer. It's either money or just influence or fear. And um, I mean, say it should be relentlessly mocked. And I did, I did a blog on this a couple of days ago. It's like now you cannot question the science. So the science, and this is what they did with climate change as well. So what they do is they take what should be a political issue, right? So meaning you could be for and against it. But if they can move it to the science category, then it's no argument. It not politics. This is just science. So now, you know, you can't question the mad scientists. You can't question SAGE. And if you do, you're now anti-science. So this is what they will have done to you with, with climate change. If we can make a certain policy, so not political, but scientific, then you're not yeah, allowed yeah. argument with it. And if you do argue with it, you're a conspiracy theorist. And the well, that's
0: is, why I'm so familiar with all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. because I've, I've spent 10 years or more fighting the, the, the same phenomenon with a different name you know climate change is COVID-19 it's just it was just the early version
1: yeah I don't mind as I said to scientists just give me just the facts you can tell me how it spreads you can give me the breakdown you can you know all of that but once you start advising me how to live my life no 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 now you're straying out of your out of your field of you know expertise And, and I also said you know a lot of these so one of them in the times times two was like Genuinely, I, I can't believe, I don't understand the calculation that would say, you know, we've come this far and we've risked so, we've sacrificed so much and a vaccine is just around the corner. Why? You would throw it all away at Christmas. OK, and I'm thinking, yeah, I know you don't. You literally don't understand it because you're an atheist and you have a completely different the thing is, I'm wary of these people because their value system is will a lot of the time be completely different to
0: mine. You know, well, also, don't so, forget, you you on the subject of scientists, a lot of these people aren't hard scientists; they're social scientists. A lot of yeah. them, some of them, have, have got arts degrees, not science degrees. They're they're public oh. health experts. Well, right, public health right. is a is a huge can of worms. It's not it's it's a social science. In other words, it's not really a science at all. Yeah, um, yeah. you know. And as, as um, Richard Linson said to me, anything with the science, with, with science in the name isn't actually science, yeah. you know, also science, stuff like science, physics,
1: social science. Yeah.
0: Exactly.
1: Same as studies, gender it, studies. Yeah. Anything with studies in it. Yeah. yeah. I know unless it has yeah. physics or chemistry on it, it's not it's neither studies nor science. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean,
0: I actually, sorry, it wasn't Richard Linson. It was Will Happer who was, you know, I mean, he's, he's one of the greatest um, scientists in the living in the world today, you know, uh, uh, worked on the um, missile programs and absolutely okay. brilliant. And he was scathing about this stuff. But one of them, particularly that woman um, Susan Mickey,
1: you, oh, you know, yeah. you're
0: talking about. You're talking yeah. about. She's not a Christian. You're right. She's a communist. She is an actual communist, and yeah. she's a social. She's a behavioural scientist. She's not a real scientist, and yet she's on the stage panel telling us we can't have Christmas. Go figure. And what? Uh, by the way. Uh, Jonathan Van Tam, we haven't mentioned him, the deputy chief medical officer, saying that uh, when he was asked about whether now that there was a vaccine, can we stop wearing masks? And he said something like he'd rather people continued wearing them, like forever. Really?
1: Are you, because the guy, the guy, the head guy in the US said that, I saw that clip, but I didn't know that they said that here too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the thing, you know, you have a mad scientist stereotype for a reason, right? Because they are just obsessed with, with solving the problem in front of them. They don't care yeah, about yeah. anything else. But politi- and for the politicians to sort of hide behind them, right, and to, to use them to say, this is just science, it's not a political decision, locking down your country, destroying destroying businesses, you know, destroying people's lives, it's, it's, it's science, it's so cowardly, you know, it's just so, so Single cowardly.
0: objective function.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: they're absolutely driven by by one particular goal. Yeah. yeah.
1: Speaking of moral license, because, um, you know, in the sciences, our our friend Ferguson, if you want to know about, you know, trashy personal lives, he has the open marriage, right? So, I mean, I'm not going to take moral teaching from you, Professor Ferguson, who was pretty much broke the first lockdown that everybody obeyed to essentially answer what was no doubt a beauty call, right?
0: Oh, totally, totally. I've just I've just had had one more thought of which 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 ties into what we've been saying. Yeah. Um, about useful idiots, about people who should know better. Alistair Stewart, you know you know the newsreader yeah. who's been oh, sensibly yeah. critical of the critical of the BBC. He's 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 you know, he for for an ex BBC man, I think he was I think he was BBC, he's quite he's quite on our side of the argument. And yesterday he was tweeting out about how what an amazing communicator Jonathan Van Tam was. And I, and I tweeted, yeah, so was Goebbels. Um, the, the idea that, that these people are being judged on the way they communicate their propaganda and yeah. not on the quality of the argument, I think, speaks volumes about how piss poor our, our media are these days. They're not interrogating these people. No, They're I not don't... interrogating the facts.
1: I just think, I think a lot of people in the media are are terrified. People are genuinely terrified of being called names, you know, called conspiracy theorists. How dare you? So people toe the line, people toe the line a lot, you know, and, um, and I think again, it may be that like me, they just want it to be over, you know, and maybe this is it. It doesn't excuse it because they are journalists and they should deal in reality and not fairy tales. But, um, you know what? Look, what what can you say? Let Let's see how the the vaccine rollout goes with all the, the elderly people, and, and uh, you know we'll see. But I want I
0: yeah, want I, I
1: wanted you to discuss the crown because we need to do a bit of TV. We're going.
0: Oh, yes, of course. That
1: way now,
0: Laura. Well <laughs> done. No, I like that. That again. That that no one even noticed the segue there. It was like yeah. you know, yeah, moving uh, and next. Yeah, the crown. So do you want my view or are you gonna give me your yeah, view? Yeah, I read
1: your review, but you so you give your you give the viewers your view then.
0: Um I think it takes tremendous artistic liberties on occasion. And okay. you can see that the guy who wrote it is a man of the left rather than the right. Just just Occasionally shows itself, whether it's deliberate or accidental ignorance. But where the Queen uses the word "blood sports," which she would never okay, use, yeah, yeah. she would always call them as as, as field sports. Okay. Um. Uh, and and the way it kind of manipulates history. So, for example, Margaret Thatcher loses loses her son Mark in the middle of the desert. Yeah. Uh And this is this is timed at the um when supposedly the South Georgia is being invaded by the Argent- Argentines prior to the Falklands war. And actually it didn't happen that happened in that, in that period. Um, yeah. You know, the, 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 they were in real life, they were two months apart. And although I sort of understand that you've got to shape history to, to create a sort of satisfying narrative, nevertheless, that is, this is definitely fiction we're being presented, mm. not fact. And I think that is slightly dodgy given, given how, elsewhere they've sought verisimilitude. I mean the 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 scenes of, of stag stag stalking for example are just yeah. magnificent they take the breath away. Yeah yeah and yeah. there's so much money has gone into mm. the the locations and the the casting is often really superb. I think the girl yeah. who plays Diana is fantastic. Yeah,
1: Emma Conan I think her name yeah. Yeah
0: um, really really good.
1: Yeah.
0: And but it, but, it, but it's dangerous because it gives people a false impression of, mm. of history. So, Tom, give me your take.
1: Well, I mean, well, as you know from the previous podcast, I don't watch a lot of TV. So it takes, mm. a, you know, I'm really giving someone a compliment.
0: You watch <laughs> Terminator, I... basically, over and over yeah, again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped. You are Term-
0: Sarah Connor.
1: Yeah, a lot of people like that bit, by the way. So i watched all, all of The Crown. And, and because pretty much everything on TV is left-wing, I I, I sort of I I sit there praying for a conservative-like program to come along. Now, up until this series, I think I again maybe the hopeful part of me, the Bambi part of me, thinks the Crown is quite a conservative watch because it talks about duty, right? It talks about sacrifice. It talks about like personal sacrifice, a loss, tradition, custom. Okay, so you don't get, and it's also, especially the first three, there's quite a lot of religious themes in it. And they did an episode with Philip's mother, Prince Philip's mother in it, who was a nun. Did you? You've watched all I, of
0: it. I liked, I loved that episode, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That was really moving episode. I mean, I Isn't was it? properly moved on that. So she was a Greek Orthodox nun um and it was pretty accurate as well because i like you you know you you end up on the phone because i'm younger than you so i have to check this stuff out i didn't live through the Falklands, so i don't remember it i get to get that in so you uh, no no
0: no, no, baby. no you are bambi aren't
1: you yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. you know i'm checking a lot of this stuff on the phone and and that was uh, that was a pretty accurate episode supposedly so there is a you know to me you're i'm sorry it's not it's not fleaback, right they're not pushing some sort of liberal individualist garbage on you right yeah. so hey, yeah well I, I don't i don't want most I, I overrated
0: serious ever
1: I, I don't ever watch that so no. so i'm 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 trying to give the crown the better sort of out now i mean i did enjoy the episode i totally get uh, and the thing i found interesting is that a lot of people said it does a hatchet job on charles i mean i was a bit like a plague on both of their houses i can i can imagine that it was you know, horrible for both of them. And although the detail may well be made up, I mean, we pretty much know it was a horrendous marriage and it was essentially an arranged marriage. Um, And you do have, I mean, it actually in a way would bring out the Republican in me because obviously I would have less attachment to the royal family. I'd have it be attached to it for conservative reasons, namely we should be slow to take anything down, right? But I'm not British, so... I don't have the same, you know, I, I respect them, but I wouldn't have the same love. But that gilded cage element of it, to me, that would be the argument to, for, from Republicanism. If, if you were sitting uh, watching season four, you're just thinking that you can't do this to people anymore. You know, you can't, you can't demand that they have an arranged marriage. You can't demand this level of personal sacrifice to fulfill a role that Charles may now not get until he's what? 70 or 80.
0: No, but, don't, you know, don't upset me. I'm hoping I'm banking on never. Please, God, please oh, never, let Nick Charles never, never it, be it, king.
1: It, it may well skip him. It may well skip him. But it, it, from a personal point of view, I mean, it, it, he can't be that bad. It is. That's his whole life gone, James. He's never. No, he been, is. You know, I, Nora,
0: I. Yeah. He's pushing the great reset. He's very, very dangerous yeah, and stupid. He's you that know, combination of. of, of
1: do you know, because he's got nothing else to do and the devil makes work for idle hands, and yes. you're sitting around, wait, instead of him being able to go off and become whatever he could have become, maybe not a lawyer, because he mightn't be that bright, but, you know, a podcast person, for instance, you know, or, and it's even worse for Andrew and Edward. Why do you think Andrew en- ended up getting caught up with all that nightmare acting thing? Because these are rich kids with nothing to do. So, I mean- I, I think like, oh, he would have
0: been a very good scarecrow. I think he, yeah. that would have been within his talent talent range. It's
1: just this massive. standing in the gilded, stand
0: and a field in, in his in his Ghibli yeah. suit, like that.
1: It's a massive gilded cage. It causes all sorts of uh, personal problems. If they have personal problems, then it comes back as your problem. If they start pushing things like the Great Reset, um, I thought so. In terms of I mean, oh yeah, I tell you, I I didn't enjoy it as much mainly because of how. Uh, just how sad they were. Like, it's just miserable, right? Margaret's miserable. Anne's miserable. Diana's miserable. Charles is miserable. And I never, I haven't felt the same since watching Sebastian, is in Brideshead Revisited, drink himself yes. into an early grave. Where you're just nearly, it's not a horror film, but you're just hiding behind the couch watching this personal disaster you know, come about. I, honestly, I've never been happier to do the laundry and the housework because I'm like, maybe they're just miserable because they've got nothing to do.
0: You what know? What do you think about? What do you think about um, uh, Margaret Thatcher?
1: So yeah, I mean, it was oddly, although I do, I, I think, I mean, I, I, I they, she were. Well, I, I thought they did an okay job on on her. I don't think they were particularly. Ghastly. I, yeah, I, but no,
0: but Gillian Anderson, do you think, it's, do you think it was a kind of a, a caricature or do you think it was a, 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 no, a, a I sensitive was performance? I,
1: I think we should give her the benefit of that. I mean, I don't get why she always had her head that way, you know, but I thought she was good. And I thought the last episode where the Queen gives her the, it's in her personal gift, the Order of Merit, is it? She, yeah. she hands it over to her and she pins it on her. It was, it was quite a moving scene. And I tell you what. Do you yeah. not
0: think Olivia Colman yeah, no. hasn't been good as the Queen? No, she she's, hasn't been. She, she hasn't captured that special magic the Queen's got. She just yeah. makes the Queen look a kind of grouch. Yeah, and the, the one before magic. Olivia Coleman was much better.
1: Yeah, I mean, Claire Foy, I mean, the thing is, of course, she's just beautiful, right? And those first two episodes are just this amazing aesthetic thing to look at. And, and for me... You don't get that a lot on TV now because a lot of it is just, you know, blood and gore and, and people being. And so those first two episodes are just, as I said, so aesthetically pleasing. And I mean, you, as you said, you, you enjoy the hunt scene so much. Right. These and this amazing scenery. So these are things yeah. that you can at least appreciate. It is. I think it is a beautiful watch in terms of how they put the set together and the clothing and some of the scenery. And so that all sets a little bit, the misery and the fictional taking of liberties. I mean, look, I don't, I know some people think, oh, they did a hatchet. I don't think they did a hatchet job on Thatcher. And that final scene of the queen giving her that personal, I think it's order of murders, whatever gongs you guys have was very moving. Um, And so there do have some moving, you know, elements in it that probably make it worth the watch. Like, like, like uh, Prince Philip and his, his mother in, the, in, scene, in season three and that final scene in, uh, in season four. But it is quite, I mean, it, it's kind of a hard watch in a way. So um, it was... I
0: like the episode with the Nazis in it. Do you remember the Nazi episode? That was great.
1: Which one was this?
0: Where the young, I think the young Prince Philip has to go to a wedding of his cousin in Nazi Germany or something. Oh, I, I mean know. anything with Nazian, it's got to, it. It it's always perks it up, doesn't it? Yeah, that was yeah. Good, and and the and the one about the one about Charles at Gordonston having a really rubbish yeah. time. That was that was good as well. I enjoyed yeah. seeing Charles put through the mill because because of what he's doing to the country now. I was thinking, God, I'm glad you had an unhappy childhood because no, at yes. least it's sort of pre-payback for what you're doing to the country now.
1: No, James, the reason the reason for why they're like now again, this is the maternal instinct. Yeah. It's because. They, I, I know that you went to
0: Eton, but it doesn't paint a very. I good didn't. Moment. I didn't. I didn't. I went. I went to Malvern. I, I, I mean, okay. I agree that certainly the prep school experience I had yeah. in the nineteen seventies was not dissimilar from people who went during the war. It was absolutely Spartan yeah. and horrible and strict and stuff. And did it damage me? Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> look at me. I rest. Let's, I rest my it. case.
1: Let's do the boarding school thing for a minute. So this is where I get to say, see, you're the queen cre- in the conservative land. You're the queen, James, and I am Margaret Thatcher. I am the middle class girl and you're slightly yeah. aristocracy. OK, so, I yeah, mean, you, okay. you, you watch Charles in, 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 uh, in the Scottish boarding school and you're just like, this is just a horror show. And he referred to it as colditz, right. Right. Yeah. And I to re- my prep school. Yeah, well, C.S. Lewis also went to boarding school, and he a much smaller one, not one of the fancy. He ones. went.
0: To, he went to my school. C.S. Lewis went to Malvern.
1: He called, and he called. Well, the first one he called Bevlin or Belson, Belson. You know, yeah. so if you're calling the, all these boarding schools like Golditz and Belson and you know concentration camps, you're just like. And uh, anyway, he he does a few. He does a few chapters in it, and it's honestly, the way he does it, it's, it's really worth reading. And he said, first of all, he's like, the, the, he, there was loads of abuse, loads of abuse, CSUs would say, not not between teachers and students, but between the older students and the younger ones, right? We're talking yeah. proper abuse. And he would say that wasn't even the worst thing. It was the whole fagging system that was the worst thing, and how they tried to, you know, humiliate the boys. And he, he actually went on it's so good the way Lewis says it because he says, you know the reason they set up this system is to try and say to the boys there's nothing special about you you know you have to fit in here and of course there would be a minority of boys who would completely reject that and say I'm way better than you uh, I you know I, I don't fit in here and they took that with them through their whole lives and he actually said, and this must have been, and this was right before the First World War. He, he wrote it after that. And he said, like, this is the reason the country's in the mess that it's in now. And when I was reading okay. it, I was thinking, this is this is Boris's problem. This fits in Nora. so much with what Lewis was explaining. Was, seriously, you'd make an early close down all the schools tomorrow. Go on,
0: defend. You know, um, and then, then I'm gonna have my coffee because it's coffee yeah. time. But um, I, I, I'm loving this conversation. You are great. I really love you. <laughs> Um, they, no, I did. I think you're fantastic, and um, I agree. You look back at the history of public schools. I mean, not not Eton, for example, which was founded in fourteen forty. So you know yeah. you can't you can't say it had the same purpose as most of the the schools, like the ones I, uh, I attended, were founded in the middle of the nineteenth century. My school okay. was founded in eighteen sixty five, and they were they were designed to train young men. To run the empire sure they tried to instill that 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 sense of 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 moral duty which is why you you went to chapel every day although that's that's been removed from the curriculum now sadly i think um it's designed to make you play games like cricket i bloody hate cricket because the ball is really hard yeah when you catch it it hurts when it when it hits your, your body it hurts. And it's quite scary having to but that's all part of the training programme. Sure. You know, if you're not good at critic, you don't fit in. It's all about fitting in. Yeah. I was I was at school, my house was the you won't be surprised to hear, was the the crazy outsider house. We were just we were just lawless. We had a sort of laissez-faire housemaster, god God bless him, called Mr. Stewart. And our house was unusually creative and, and we just did not, we, we did not fit in. It was great. we were very proud of this reputation. Yeah. And if you look at the history, okay, was well, uh, I said Eton's not like other schools, but you look at the history of Eton. Eton undoubtedly has produced conformist people it it prepares them to run the country basically to become part of the establishment and i i look at the behavior of people like boris johnson like like um david cameron like look at them all i mean prince harry um archbishop uh, justin welby they're all they're all creatures of of the times they're all creatures of group think they're all sort of aligning themselves with with the political correctness of the day in order to yeah. get on in order to fit in but equally you do get people rebelling against that system look at george orwell an etonian yeah. um look at me an old morvonian my brother uh, the, the, well both my brothers actually are, are, they're not we don't fit in at all yeah. um and but well the, the, the sorry the final point i was going to make was yeah Public schools are undoubtedly guilty of all the things you accuse them of. But is their indoctrination that, uh, any worse than the indoctrination that you no. get in state schools where you are brainwashed into the values of the liberal left uh, elite? You know, you, you, yeah. you get fed drivel about climate change, which isn't true. You get fed you get fed the, the left narrative on everything. Yeah. So I think schools are places of indoctrination, which is why so many people like us are into homeschooling.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Look, there's, there's, you're right. I, I guess what you would say is just that there is just less of it, right? That you, you, if, there, if you're at boarding school, you're there the whole time, right? So there's, there's no hiding from whatever propaganda they may be pushing. But of course, yeah, I mean, a, a regular non, I mean, the, the Church of England schools aren't great anyway. Um, I'm certain, they're I mean, my kids go to a Catholic school, but they'll still absorb a fair amount of, you know, your mainstream PC nonsense. Um, you just try and sort of shield them a little bit. I mean, in defence, I think of course boarding schools now are a lot nicer. It would be more the you know just how harsh a regime it would have been, especially to very young kids like seven or eight. You know, th- these these boys, they shouldn't. You shouldn't be sending your kid. You shouldn't be sending your son to boarding school at seven. Like it's I just did. not. Yeah, no, not well,
0: seven. But 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 my little my little brother went to school oh, at yeah. six, which is so, boarding school at six, which is so. That was really harsh.
1: Yeah, that, I um, mean, they're so—they're to, to their mother's and and they're so sensitive. They might be boisterous, right? And they might trash your house, but little boys are so sensitive. And the idea of handing your child over to someone and not i and saying—see you at Christmas. I mean, I, I, yeah. Well, I,
0: I, I did it. I did it. To, I did it to all my kids. You did not, <laughs> and, and, and they've done that really? really well. I, I did. Think- all of them, yeah, yeah. Not seven, no, eight, uh, nine, I think. Nine. Okay,
1: well, I mean, even two years, I think twelve, thirteen. I think that to me would be the youngest. But I think nine is 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 still, you know, it's still young, man. They it's...
0: don't, they don't hate me for it. No,
1: they, uh,
0: all... and, and and you know, actually, they you want... you mentioned the point. You, you,
1: Are they all? You boys said think? that
0: they're all no two boys and a girl. Okay,
1: okay. So
0: you said uh, that that okay, it's worse because they're there all the time. But actually the bits where they're there all the time they're actually engaging with with their fellow kids they're not they're not being indoctrinated 24 7 by the staff or by the system actually they enjoy a degree of liberty within that you know that they interact with so so no i wouldn't say that they're any worse at indoctrination than the states, yeah, yeah,
1: and I mean, you know, they, you're, if you if you bring your kids home and they spend all the time on the internet and and watch and watching the BBC, then it's the same amount of damage. I mean, uh, of course, Ex- you know, exactly
0: it's, worse.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I absolutely, you know, agree. There's there's pluses and bonuses, but are pluses and minuses. But yeah, I mean, uh, you certainly, I, I'd say they're pretty harsh in the forties and forties and fifties. There was, I mean, I know you have to go, but there was. Um, Ian Hislop did a thing, a series on the stiff upper lip. The British stiff upper lip, right? And it, yeah. it was it was quite funny. But there was a letter to a boy that uh, basically he, he read out a letter. This was, I mean, probably a hundred years ago of a boy in a boarding school. Same thing is he was explaining in that they're training them to go to the empire, and of course smallpox had was rushing like was making its way through this boarding school, and it was killed. You know, if there are a few kids. <laughs> so he writes to the mother, this little boy, and it's like. You know, the smallpox is here. Just wondering if you're coming to get me. And um, they never came. Because, as, as, as you say, the thing was to make the sacrifice. No, you cannot be soft. You cannot pander to this. If he's going to go to India, he'll have to survive smallpox.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I'm just thinking of the, of the, you know, the contrast to now. Whereas if somebody knows somebody who knows somebody who had a cold, they'll shut the whole school down.
0: That's what they're like now. You know, that's yeah, what no, they're like they, now. They, they, they can't,
1: look, at,
0: look at it's ridiculous. Look at what's happening at Eton. Trendy, handy, their oh. ghastly woke headmaster. But that's for another day. Yeah, uh, yeah. I need my coffee. Um yeah. And you're, uh, you're fantastic. And thank you for bringing, thank you for bringing in all this new traffic, and, and for being interesting oh, no, I'm constantly, mad, I'm and for mad. being one of, the, and for being one of the true conservatives. Don't remember everyone. Um, d- sorry, don't forget everybody. Uh, I really appreciate it. If you can support my work on Patreon or Subscribestar, it enables me to do more of this stuff. As you know, people like independent voices like mine are increasingly under threat from the crushing, oppressive, liberal left establishment, which is trying to silence voices like mine and Laura. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. And, And please support Laura at Conservative Woman, which is, I think, one of the best conservative websites, if not the best conservative website in the UK. Thank you.